Dillon, up ahead, Winston. No one near him. And he's going to come out with it. And Michigan State is headed to the plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Spartan Crazies with Ryan and Tim. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, I'm sure anybody listening to this knows the news at this point. Mel Tucker suspended without pay at Michigan State. Zero chance he coaches another game at Michigan State. Um, just extremely poor decision-making by a guy that's supposed to be in charge of young men. Uh, obviously, uh, most of you probably know what what exactly happened. Uh, he is accused of sexual harassment by a sexual assault advocate. Um, what, what can you say about this? Like, this is just... Even if this is con- was consensual, which obviously... The system, the whole thing needs to play out here so we see what happens. Even if this was consensual, first thing is this: the the call that happened happened in a hotel room that Michigan State was paying for. Um, it happened on company time. In reality, he's on a work trip, right? That in itself is fireable. You, this woman, Brenda Tracy, was working with Michigan State. And speaking to players about sexual assault awareness. And this man thought it was okay to try to have a, uh intimate relationship with her. That is not okay. Like, I, that that violates his contract. Period. That's not okay. He, he How can you go into... And by the way, he was going through a divorce uh, at this time... It, and uh, how can you go into a recruit's parent's house and look them straight in the eye after this happens, right? Like, you, you can't come back from this. Um, so, yes, Michigan State made the correct decision to cut ties. There is just no excuse for what he did and... It sucks. It it really does because now MSU has to start over again. In reality, like it's it's insane. I've never seen anything like this. Um, insanity. Uh, Tim, I don't know if you want to talk and say something, but I I could not believe this when this news dropped at two in the morning on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I I think most Michigan State alums, fans, people of the community, they're just kind of like, really? Like, after everything, this what this person was associated with, like, how could you make such a, a poor decision? Um, regardless of, you know, what they're claiming, he said, she said, at this point to me, it's like a like drama on a television series because he's not ever going to coach again. That's it. And guess what, Ryan? 
I really want to just be a fan of the young men on the field. Um, <clears throat> and they have nothing to do with this in any which way. Not one of them. So, the truth is, is well, that guy's got to go snip, snip. And, you know, we're in the middle of a season. Like, li- like there's a big game this week. Of all the timing, um, which I think is interesting, do you think that this would have been better if it had happened before the season? No, Tim, I don't think I, – I think it would have been an absolute disaster if uh, this would have ha- if this would have happened before the season started because that would have opened up a transfer window for players uh, for 30 days, and I think a lot of these guys would have uh, would have left. And if, I understand they can leave now, but for these players it makes no sense to leave during the middle of the season – and just waste eligibility because, I mean, that, that would make zero sense. These guys have a chance to get stuff on film. Um, and you know what? There might be a mass exodus of players at the end of the year. But I, I just don't see it happening during the season, personally. Yeah, I I mean, that does make sense because, you know, they've all prepped for this season as Spartans. Um, unless there's somebody in the ranks that already had like, thoughts about transferring. I'm not sure if this exactly changes it, unless they were, like, totally, like, obsessed with Mel Tucker and that was their guy, which you see once in a while. I've seen I've seen a lot more and heard a lot more that a lot of these guys were committed to position coaches, to be honest with you. Okay. Well, that's it's good news for MSU fans. Now, after the season, do you think you're going to see well, an exodus? We'll see. I do think that there's obviously there's going to be guys that leave. I don't know how many are going to leave. It really depends on who the coach is next year. We we have that's the last thing. I mean, I've thought about it a little bit, but that's not the main thing that's on my mind right now about who the next Michigan State head coach is going to be. Fair enough. And I I mean, there's so many things we could talk about here. I don't. I want to try to stay on track, so let's not go off right. the rails. Um, so right now these. These players, they're basically waking up um, and they're just like, what? Now their coach has been fired. Um, well, just obviously, the natural move is to promote one of the assistants rather than in the middle of a game week go and find a new head coach, which I don't even know if that's possible. Yeah, like, there's no way. Like, if, that. if there was a guy who was open <laughs> in like 48 hours or like he's the head coach. I guess it is possible. Like, he could literally do it. Like, it's legal in the NCAA, but unlikely. Um, So now Harlan Barnett, am I saying that right? Yes. He's the head coach. Um, And a familiar face is going to be maybe on the sidelines. I don't know if that's been confirmed. Maybe in the booth with a headset on. I think he's going to be on the sidelines. I agree. Mark D'Antonio is who we're talking about. Of course, everyone probably has heard at this point. Um... I feel like he belongs on the sidelines. That's where he always was. He's going to feel comfortable. I mean, it's not like he had to do any of the preseason work. He's just kind of showing up to an already operating machine, and he's familiar with this place. I don't think it's going to be a hard transition for him. Maybe the personal relationships with players. You know, he probably doesn't know most of their names. He's he's got guys on this roster that he recruited um, and some guys that actually played for him. So there's some familiarity there. Um, I'm sure Harlan obviously has connections with Coach D. So I think it'll be a pretty smooth transition um, to the new 
head coach and associate head coach and Coach D. Um, honestly, man, I saw that Coach D news, and I, I will admit I was one of his big, biggest critics at the end. And I always said that the man is a legend. Like, no, no matter how it ended, he is one of the greatest Michigan State football coaches ever. Um, he's... Like, I, I'm kind of fired up about it, man. Like, I'm pretty excited to see him uh, likely run out of the tunnel uh, on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 10th, uh, they're celebrating that 2013. That's going to be sweet, dude. I'm freaking pumped for that. Mark D'Antonio is the best football coach in MSU history, in my opinion. Um, I, I kind of agree with you because the era he Because of the era. Yes. And what he had to do to gain his success. Um, like, you know, he was dropped in the middle of a conference that has some heavyweights. So anyway, um, Mark D'Antonio in green on the sidelines is going to be, I mean, if you could, you, you wake up on Sunday, Mel Tucker's basically out as head coach. I was feeling great on Saturday. I I felt like they played a great game. We're going to get to that. And I, I know it was Richmond, but like, it's beyond just the opponent. It's the team itself, what they're working on. Um, you know, vibes felt amazing. Washington, you know, we could at least for the next six days hope and imagine, right? Think in our head, like, this could be possible. Um, and it's all kind of destroyed in, in a heartbeat and almost, like, unbelievably so. But amidst all of this chaos and out of the ashes, Mark D'Antonio is literally going to be... Like, could you imagine... Izzo retires, they've gone they've got a new guy, and then like he comes back in the midst of turmoil, like is got his, you know, sports coat on on the sideline at I know that Izzo is a bigger coach relative to their status, but I mean he's an MSU legend. Mark D'Antonio is an MSU legend. Um and having him there, I feel like is a band-aid on all of this for me. That that's my I agree. And now there's people that well, we're not even going to mention the people who are trying to oh my God. Uh, twist D'Antonio into this web of chaos. doing like, this five years later. Seriously, guys. I think those people probably suffered some else. You know, I think they probably don't like him for a reason that happens to be uh, competitive. But he I kind, kind of kicked your ass. But well, I anyways. Um, D'Antonio, you know, was did it end well? Not really. But in my opinion, it was more so about recruiting than um, – I'm sure Mark D'Antonio didn't start like doing crazy you know, stuff like out-of-character coaching moves. He, like, he didn't forget how to coach. Right. It's, it was the fact that – and it, I don't care about this now because it's water under the bridge. He wouldn't fire any of his coaches and the recruiting, like you said, just went down. But I, I don't care. Like That does not matter now. Everybody's got to move on. It it doesn't matter. People need to get behind these players, like in the staff. That they they did nothing wrong. They, those do, those guys deserve every single one of our support. Um, I'm oh, super excited for this game on Saturday. Still, I, I I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be loud. I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm I'm excited now. Um, obviously, we know this, but I think we should say it. There's no world where Mark D'Antonio comes back like full time. This is I, a this is a this is a band aid. I kind of agree. I I mean, I'm not there's talking some about crazy. If something crazy happens, may there's like this like a one percent chance. But I I agree with you. There's like this. Be absolutely it's shy. to the end of the season. Yes, done. Um, 
That brings into question. Let's say they have a good season. Let's say, you know, this team is legit. And now they've got Mark D'Antonio in the locker room. I mean, on the sideline. That's never going to hurt their chances to have success at Michigan State. Um, obviously, Mark D'Antonio is not taking over. But in my opinion, and I know that a lot of people disagree with this, Harlan Barnett has a chance to be a main candidate for the job. Now, he's in a tryout as we speak. If they have a great season, if they beat Washington and they beat one of Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Mm -hmm. we're talking about probably a two-loss season or three-loss season? Not. uh, Yeah, three. Probably nine and three. Um, And you've got your... Can Kim come back? He can He's come got back. like three years left because <laughs> yeah. of the COVID stuff. Um, recruited by D'Antonio? He, right? was a, he, was, he was a D'Antonio recruit. And right? has three years left. Go figure. I think he has two after this year. But yeah. Make it make sense. But hey, we're going to get to him because he deserves his flowers. Um, so I, I just think that like if they were to have a good season, why would you stir everything up getting new coaches? The guys who have been working this whole time, it wasn't just Mel Tucker. Those assistant coaches have been here this whole time. Right. Like, they're doing a lot of work, too. Um, there's one specific name that I think a lot of people wouldn't – they want to see some progress in his unit. <laughs> um, but um, Scotty Hazleton, I know we're two games in. He has been um, criticized a lot. And in, I have not minced words. I've thought, you know, if you don't show me this year, you know you what I go. think? He, you got to go. You're not good enough to do this. Not here, at least. Go back to the Big 12 where right. they, they play, play like defense. that. Um, the analytics like them so far, we can't really take anything away. This is the litmus test, Washington. It's, this is what it comes down to. It always has been this. Mel Tucker doing this or not, this was the weekend. Now... Um, do you want to segue past Mel or like? I think we need to still address it probably a little bit more. To be honest, um, I mean, it, it's totally indefensible, man. Like I, it's at worst he looks like Hugh, like something Hugh Freeze would do. Like that. I mean, that best. I'm sorry, that's the best case scenario here. Um, oh yeah, we best, didn't even the, talk about the response. Oh yeah, he released a statement uh, and basically saying he was getting railroaded and. Uh, it was consensual, and I, you know, I don't know, I don't know what happened. Like, I can't, can't again, I, also doesn't matter anymore. exactly. It does not matter because he violated his contract and was on company time, having a relationship with a vendor of the university. You now, cannot do that. Now, we we would be remiss if we don't talk about the the big picture and that people are saying cultural problem. They didn't. Uh, this is how long have they known and they haven't um, – they let him coach two games? Talk about it, Ryan. So Title Nine, you have to uh, – you can't – so Alan Haller, he, I think he knew about the complaint, but he didn't know the details of the complaint. So – and he, he's not supposed to because that's what Title Nine states. Uh, I think the only I, – I can't remember who exactly knew – like the entire complaint, but uh, if MSU MSU would have had to pay him all eighty million dollars, they would have suspended him before this came out. Obviously, it was unearthed by USA Today, and once that came out, they had cause to 
suspend him without pay, and uh, now they're going to try to not have to pay him anything. And that's he shouldn't get a dime. Like, he violated his contract. Um, they're probably going to settle for something, but he's not going to get anywhere near the $80 million he still owed. Um, okay, now, did you watch the presser? I watched part of it. I think I watched part of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. Um, people are complaining, and I was hoping that you would have more insight here, that it was, they only allowed three questions when there's probably a room full of people that want to ask a hundred, and it, they were softballs, and they kind of got in and out. Well, the, the PR aspect of it, they didn't handle well, because they didn't make clear that, yes, we knew about this, but we could not suspend him, because... It would have opened up a can of worms, and he would have been able to sue. He would have been able to sue, and he probably would have got the majority of the money he was owed, because it's it was a guaranteed contract unless he violated the contract, which obviously he violated the contract. Okay, um, so if they had done something before this, they would have been subject, violating subject to him to him suing them, and he probably would have won. But the conspiracy theorists and the people who want to see MSU burn are saying. Of course they're using that excuse. They they knew the whole time. If, if, if you want to bitch about MSU uh, trying to hold out for money, okay. But guess what? Any other school would have done what MSU did here. There is uh, certain people down the road. If Jim Harbaugh, if you guys had a coach that wasn't winning games, like say if Harbaugh was doing this in 2020, okay, you guys would have found a way to fire him. And not pay him his contract. Like, anybody would have done what Michigan State did. There's just, like... It's like, di- if they know they have to fire him, why would they not try to... You can him? get away with this, honestly, if you're winning. But he's not winning. Like, Valenti said that today. And he's right. Like, Notre Dame, he, said, he mentioned this today. Brian Kelly had a guy on a scissor lift in 60-mile-an-hour winds, and the guy died. Kept his job. You want to know why he kept his job, Tim? Because he was winning games. Mel Tucker wasn't winning games. So, and, and I think MSU is getting kind of tired of everything. And, you know, it's not exactly... It, it's subject... It's a gray area because this... I mean, this stuff happens probably in college football everywhere. Let's keep this real because, like, I'm not saying that every coach is doing, like, having, like, an affair, but a lot of coaches do sketchy stuff. A lot of coaches, um, and this, like, Michigan State, they, I, I'll say this, Michigan State handled this correctly. Like, you can bitch about the stuff that MSU has done in the past, and I totally agree. They have absolutely screwed up many times, but they did this right. Even Dan Murphy who does not like Michigan State, tweeted out that MSU handled this correctly. He, hit, he like, pointed out the facts. And I was like, oh, my God, even Dan Murphy's pointing this out. Like, they, people are just trying to find ways to tear MSU down because they don't like Michigan State. Well, yeah, when you're saying people. But um, I, I mean, we know who you're talking yes. about. But I, I do think it's important because – Let's say nothing has ever happened in Michigan State. Totally clean slate. And then it comes out that Mel Tucker has this person accusing him of sexual assault. Is he immediately gone? It depends on if he's winning or not. Right? Like I said, like he's not winning. 
If he's if he it really that's really I think part of what this came down to. Obviously, that's not morally correct. But, but no, no, like, no. if Mel Tucker is going into the season fourth ranked team in the country, we we're thinking playoffs. Um, and like last year, they were awesome. And this comes out at this school. You're telling me that they try to brush. They, they have a clean slate. No, no, no. I'm talking about. You're saying that if he was winning, it would have mattered. I'm. My question to you is. At MSU, if he was winning, does it really matter? Could they really sustain another one of these? I don't know. That that is a good point. I I mean, I I don't know. We I know we'll, that we'll winning know. matters in in terms of how Tom Izzo has won some favor at Michigan State. I'm aware of this, but Tom Izzo has this exact same thing come out against him. Oh, he's gone. I I yeah. I uh, I kind of agree with that. Actually. So does I don't think it mattered if he was winning or not. I mean, literally, is winning this season. I know that these aren't the games that you're talking about, but um, I just want to it. You know, uh, they handled it correctly by Title Nine. I'm just curious, like, is this another scandal in where that they did just kind of hope that this would kind of be hush hush and they'd never have to deal with it? No, because they they had a hearing. It was going to become public. They had a hearing set. They have a, they still have it set for October. This was going to come out. Okay. Reg- regardless. It okay. did not well, that's matter. A, that's an important piece of information because there are people who do believe that MSU was hoping it wouldn't come out so that they could just that's skate bullshit. through. And that's why they haven't suspended them. That, that is complete bullshit. And that, it's because the hearing has been... So those people are entirely wrong. Yeah, well, that and... Like I said, nobody really knew about the details because they're not allowed to know about the details. They're not supposed to. So once it but came out... But we know that they couldn't have been waiting to no, hopefully they let were not. this slide under No, the- no, there's zero chance that they, that is what they were trying to do. And okay. I know that, that there are certain people trying to imply that they're idiots, as usual. Just ridiculously stupid. And they're, they're hoping that that's true, which is just so wrong. Like... Yeah. Like, the wishing for that to be true, like, you have to be an absolutely, like, insane person to, like, hope, oh, I hope this school is pushing this under the rug so I can, it's for sports, like, what? Who does that? Yeah, I mean, we could get real deep in the mud here with the, like, are you serious? The people who we're talking about, like, what's happening there, you know, stop. Let's stop talking because the truth is, is, I'm very sad about Mel Tucker. I wanted it's, to believe in I, him. I wanted him to succeed so badly. Like, I, mean, I, I did. I felt how how I I feel totally duped by him. Honestly, like he he all I've done is defend this guy for almost four years. I uh, and he made me look like a dumbass. Like he made all of us look stupid, and it sucks. I it makes me sad. I feel so sad for all the players that came here to play for him, and he was so stupid. I didn't think about everybody else that he was impacting. He didn't care. Well, that's why part of me almost hopes that there is no new head coach and that this this staff stays together and there's just another guy who wears the hat. Um, now, you might be thinking I'm crazy because I don't really fully know in my head what the role of Mel Tucker is that is so crucial, different to the rest of the coaches. Could you maybe pick? He's more, he's more of... Of a CEO figurehead, right? Like, but he's also making the of course he's making the executive decisions but during the game. Yeah, 
and but, recruiting decisions are which that's a whole different story. That was going to shit too, if we're keeping it real. But um, now during the game, these coaches are all on the same headset, and they're like probably like, "Hey, yeah, all, I think maybe you should like you know throw the." I don't know. Right. I'm just saying. Right. No, I get what you're saying. This one should. Is there a challenge in NCAA? Yeah. Okay. But they they never they, they barely they never ever use, use it because okay. it gets, stuff comes reviewed from the booth. Right. So all oh the, yeah. yeah, literally everything. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I I think having Mark there is going to be great because he'll add like some more some wisdom, you know, and he'll have insight. But I I feel confident that he's not going to be like, well, I was the head coach. No. And Harlan Barnett. Was literally on his staff. Yeah. Right? Yes. He was uh, the DB's coach when Trey Waynes and Narquez Denard were probably. I think this is just going to be a comfort thing. There's going to be some familiarity. And it's a very easy transition. Agreed. Um, And that's why I say I almost hope that Harlan Barnett stays. Because was he – was he put on this pedestal as this new savior of the program? No. No, but he's been there. He's been in the mud working with these guys. Now he just kind of gets to ride through. If it doesn't work out, guess what? Is that really his fault? I don't think so. And if it does work out, guess what? He's going to get a lot of the credit. Am I wrong? No, you're not. And he's I, in a good he's in a good spot. I I you know, Harlan's a solid choice. I would have and maybe you wanted Card- I wanted no, I wanted uh Courtney Hawkins to be the interim coach because Okay. I mean, him and Harlan are kind of similar. They're both former players. They both obviously love Michigan State. Um, I think Hawkins is the by far the best position coach on the staff. Uh, well, maybe it's better that he stays focused on them. Maybe I I, I don't know. You I, know, I sometimes make, you see those those specific group guys who are amazing at that, and then they go to become a head coach they and don't do doesn't well. work out. I and maybe part of the thing with Mark coming back is he wanted Harlan to be the guy. And I and well, I'm that's okay, what I'm I okay say. with that. That's if fun. there's executive decisions to be made, I feel like Har- Harlan's not going to be like I'm doing what I. He's probably going to say, "What do you think, Mark?" Yeah, he's he's a, yeah. Mark is there to mentor him, so Mark. it's almost like they have the wisdom of a real head coach and the same staff and the same team. I Honestly, mean, this is this is probably best case scenario you could have hoped. And for. you you really needed somebody to come in and be able to handle players and parents right now. And Mark's going to do that. He's going to be the guy that's going to be handling that type of stuff because he obviously has years of experience doing it. And I think that that's a good thing. Man, if. If MSU, we should transition. I feel like we've given enough credence to the topic. I feel like we tried to balance, you know, what happened here. Um, I want to transition towards actual football because that's – I'm a sports guy. I hate that this is – Yeah, it sucks. It does. It really – it's just unf- – it sucks. Um, and then it becomes the whole, like, back and forth between fan bases about non-sports things. Like, yeah. Or off-the-field issues are worse. I mean, I'm not doing. I'm not doing that, but I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna lie. I've definitely argued with some stupid people over the last. Oh, there's hours. been some outlandish stuff I've seen. I mean, I saw. Like, I, I got to the point where I was seeing stuff that was so. I, I was like, I have to say something to this. It's so stupid that I have to address it. <laughs> yeah, um, and then like Nasser getting tied in. Like, what are we? Doing? What are we doing here? Uh, <laughs> um, let's talk about Washington. If MSU were, you know, this is a big week. Not only is this a big game, just like literally in in general, um, after all of this, for the you know trajectory of the season, and I had another point on that, but there's going to be some serious emotions seeing 
if this team were to win with Mark D'Antonio on the uh, sideline. Or in the booth, um, wherever he is. I think he's going to be on the sideline, like I this said. This is the first game with alcohol. Um, it's going to be... Ten-hour tailgate. It's basically <laughs> going to be, like, dawn by the time the game ends. It's getting dark at about 8.30 now. 8-ish. Um, this is... I think this is a big game. Now, I tweeted this out, and I really wanted people's opinions. Does this game define the trajectory of the program? Most people are saying no, and I totally get why. Program or season? Program. I don't think it does. Because of what could change. Like, if they lose and the season's bad, they're getting a new coach and, you know. I don't know. If I, even if Harlan goes, like, 8-4, and four, I don't know if he stays on. Like, I, I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, why would you not? Like you they, were gonna they, be they might, they might want to go with an out, they might they might want to go with an outside guy I I don't know like they might want somebody with no ties to the program they might just want a clean slate which I would get I would I would totally understand that if they go eight and four though it it would not be an easy decision if there's a lot of factors at play player retention right if they had a great season but I feel Tim like I've I've got I've got a point here and I'm going way back I'm going like twenty years. When Nick Saban left, Bobby Williams was the interim coach for the bowl game. They won the bowl game. Players wanted Bobby to stay. That was a total disaster. Total mess. They should have never let the players dictate who the next head coach was. That's something to consider here. Fair. Um, I feel like there might be um, examples on the other side, but I would just respond with, you're using a very anomalous situation. But but that, The but coach that left was Nick Saban. I understand that, but... Did we know at the time that he was Nick Saban? I, no, I'm not, I'm not saying it was because of Nick Saban. I'm, saying, I'm, I'm more going towards what Bobby well, did. Well, yeah, but like, the chances that some random assistant is going to be as good of a head coach as Nick Saban, arguably the GOAT, um, I feel like that's just a... Crazy example, but point taken. Um, Notre Dame, they hired their assistant. Yeah, but he was also wanted, like, he would have got a big head coaching job somewhere, probably. Okay. I didn't know that, so that's a good point. Um, no, I agree. I After reading everyone's comments, this because of the uncertainty, doesn't really affect it. But I would say it could because... Let's say they go out and they handle Washington. Very unlikely scenario. They're 16-point underdogs at home. At home. Um, so that just goes to show how Vegas thinks of um, MSU. But um, I do think that if, if they were to win, let's say convincingly, and they go on and they have an amazing season, um, Barnett could be promoted, and that whole staff would probably stay, right? I don't know if the whole staff would stay. Or, most of it. I the think nucleus. like I think somebody like Courtney Hawkins would probably like, he would probably stay. I think Scotty, Scotty would probably stay on if you if, assuming defense. Yeah, but I agree with you. So anyway, it could matter. Now actually, um friend of ours commented that just before the Mel Tucker thing happened, that would have been true. Yeah, absolutely. This was the whole like trajectory of Mel Tucker era, era was reliant on the outcome of this game because it's kind of a like i said it's a litmus test if you can't hang here there's gonna be some rough games down the road yes and if you can hang here well now you know the world is your oyster so um so i guess we're both on the same page in that this 
doesn't matter as much. Should we feel relieved then? I don't know. I, you know, I, I listened to Valenti today, and he, he did bring up that he feels relieved. Because honestly, Tim, Mel kind of showed his ass here. Is that the guy you want running your program? You know, like, I'm kind of relieved that we found out about this now, so this just didn't devolve into a total dumpster fire. I, I feel like that could have happened if he stayed on as coach. And I'm I'm kind of relieved that they're getting out of this. They're probably not going to have to pay out the whole contract. I, I, I do feel kind of relieved. Like, yeah, it sucks, but... He would have done something – like, how do we know he wouldn't have done something else stupid? You know, like, if you're making decisions like that and you're supposed to be a leader of 100 young men, like, why? how am I supposed to trust you? Not, not a good look. Pick the very stupid person. Yes. Like, you could pick anybody else. Well, I mean – Almost anybody else. I'm almost certain that many coaches do. Like – there's probably active head coaches Absolutely. in the Big Ten right now that have some little Of course, thing. yes. Of course and they do. And you know what? Mel thought he was above everything, too. Clearly he did. If he if he was dumb enough to do something like this, he thought he was above everybody else. He like he, he was feeling himself. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Um, now, let's real quick, I want to ask you. It's rare that you get these opportunities, but... Um, we find out after Har- uh after D'Antonio retires, where there's the coaching search. Fickle's kind of a mess. They kind of the bot completely screwed that up. Um, and you know, I think that it. I don't think it's fair to say like if we had Fickle, this would all be good. But probably would be bit going would, better yes. than what just happened. Now. He had the COVID season. Keep that in mind. It was basic. What did they play? Six it was a, basically a wash. It was yeah. I, I didn't. Cons- it's seven games. I didn't consider that. So he played basically three. He was a coach for three full seasons then, because there was two and add these two to that COVID season. Um, I don't know the record off the top of my head. We could do the. I think math. I think it's twenty three and twelve. This is. That's his record? Michigan State, yeah. Oh, wow. The, well, I mean, he had the 11-2 and two season, so... Right, you, so that helped. Right. Um, so we're going into this year. He coached, like, you know, in some, three seasons and a, some change. I tell you, before they hire Mel Tucker, I say, hey, he's going to be here for three seasons and change. He's going to have one successful season um, where they win a... Um, a big six bowl, mm. New Year's six bowl, a New Year's six bowl. Sorry, and um, then it he leaves in scandal, mess. Um, not really. What's your opinion of it? Is does that? Did what? what mat, been, did it match your expectations? Hell no. Okay. Of course not. No, absolutely not. What were you? I mean, were you being optimistic though? Like this is gonna be amazing, or were you just kind of hoping? I wouldn't have thought he would have had an eleven and two season in those first. Three years. You would not have. No, thought. I would not have. Well, I think that's probably, yeah, probably most people would not have. Um, but if it wasn't for that year, it was a total disaster. And which, okay. which I know is not really fair to look at because obviously the season happened, but it, like, yeah, it would have been a mess. And the recruiting wasn't going well. Like now, it's not going well. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, I he wouldn't have been meeting my expectations. Okay. Well, because one of the years was a dumpster fire. 
the third year was a total mess. And who knows? Like, I, I, who knows what would have happened this year? I have no no idea. Like, it is crazy though. It, that it's crazy to think about that the season. Like, you don't know, like who knows what would have happened. I, but it's pretty obvious that things weren't. There's stuff going on beside the behind the scenes that we're not very good. So now that the team is already arranged. And, like, all of the hard work has been done. Now it's basically just prep each week. Like, the guys you have are the guys you have. You prep for the team each week. I'm sure they're working on their own stuff, too. But they're definitely working on their opponent a lot. Um, I almost feel like like you could even argue that, like, D'Antonio is going to be better than Mel Tucker. I don't that, – is that crazy? Well, he's not, he's not running the team, but – yeah, I mean, I, having I, I him there. Him. Having it there obviously helps, for sure. He I, didn't have to do any of the legwork. You know what? And I want to say this about Mark. This dude did not have to do this. I, I, I have so much respect for him. William, he's, he, I'm sure you've seen pictures of him last. He looks so happy. He's got a, a couple grandkids now, I think. Um, Revitalized. He's, he just seems so happy. And for him to be willing, yeah, I, I'll come back and help. He didn't have to do that. I bet you being the head coach of such a big program and the success he had probably sucked the life out of him. And, you know, your whole life becomes absorbed by everywhere you go, people are like, ah, Mark. And he just kind of got to be like a guy. Right. Um, And now he's probably got some life back in him. Uh, And, yeah, there's no – this is going to sound dramatic. Mark D'Antonio is the savior of MSU football. I agree. Like, period. If if they they mess up that higher, it's – MSU is Rutgers. Like, seriously. Like, if they screw up that hire and they don't hire Mark D'Antonio and it's a guy that's a mess, MSU is basically Rutgers football. And now here he is, saving them again. Now, I think that um, we're going to talk about Washington now. I There was an interesting quote from, I think, Audrey Dahlgren sh- uh, shared it today, that Mel told her kind of low-key-like um, at Media Day. Maybe it was on record but basically saying his 2002 ohio state team that he was on staff for i don't did they win the yeah that's team that was um, the d'antonio was the defensive coordinator on that staff too um wait was so was mel tucker no he was on they were both on the same staff what a weird coincidence um he said that this msu team reminds him of that team now i don't think he meant national championship there's no way he meant talent i think he just meant like the situation that they were in terms of they didn't have a good season the year before. I don't know if that was the case. It was, it was, because I remember that was Maurice Corrette's freshman year was 2002, the only year he played. And, um, but yeah, it was kind of similar because they went in and people were down on him. So I get, I get why he was, that's what probably what he meant. Yeah. And like healthier looking much better knowing just in your heart, like this seems better in five and seven. Yeah. And you had a good point. Um, you know, a lot of things had to go wrong for five and seven. And it was – it should have been six and six. I know people say this all the time about sports. <laughs> MSU had six and six in the bag with a, a kick that everyone should make. And, you know, so everything went wrong for them. I know we're playing revisionist history, but that team was better in five and seven. Absolutely. And now they're healthier. Analytics are liking them in these first two games. I want to say people are like, it's – uh, Central, it's Richmond. Yeah, I know. We're supposed to beat their brains in. But guess what? MSU covered both spreads. And they played, like, the worst team in the history of 
college football last year. Akron was – the fact that that team beat Akron by 50, I know their quarterback got hurt, that team was absolutely garbage. They were moving the ball on MSU before the QB got hurt too. Yeah, like, which is well, – like, I, I said that to you. I, I've, been say, I've been bringing this up to you uh, since the game Saturday. I said, you know, I know these teams aren't good that MSU's playing, but these teams aren't moving the ball on yeah, MSU. It actually looks like they aren't good. Against a team that is better. and get, That's a good thing. Right. That means MSU is like a proper Big Ten team now. Now, were they before? They were just a, under the curve for average. But, um, no, I think I'm, I'm honestly uh, encouraged by that game. Well, one, here's a big one. A really freaking big one that's getting missed in this whole, whole entire dilemma. The guy that was... The real, like, scandal up until just now, Noah Kim, um, he just got Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week. They don't just hand those out for charity. He, um, I, what, he missed four throws? He, was, he went 18 of 22. And, and they took three him out. touchdowns. They took him, he had 294 yards, and they took him out with, like, 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. You know, he's flicking that thing. It looks a little... Man, weird. that throw to Gates... That was that was a beautiful throw. I was going nuts when he's, that happened. He's shown to me in two games that he can throw it. He can spin the rock. Um, and honestly, like the more he's going to play is always going to be better for him. I know these were easier opponents. But guess what? I was um, down on him last week when we talked. He never scrambled. He scrambled a whole bunch in this <laughs> game. He showed me he can at least do it. And that he's aware of his surroundings and that it's a thing he has to do to survive. Um, By the way, it is going to be interesting. With I, I'm sure he's freaking excited about this too, man. He committed to play for Mark D'Antonio, and now he gets to play for him. Yeah. I'm sure he's excited about that. This is almost um, it's almost destiny, if you will, for Noah Kim. He's Offensive Player of the Week in the Big Ten. He didn't even know if he'd be starting this year. Um, you know, his whole life has been leading up to this moment. I think he's looked great. He was a big question mark on, you know, a lot of people were down on MSU. You know why? No quarterback. Oh, by the way, just want to point out, Peyton Thorne, awful Saturday. Looked absolutely horrid. I'm not going to lie, I watched that game. Definitely didn't have it. Definitely wasn't rooting for anybody. Yeah, but on the flip side, (laughs) I'm seeing Keon Coleman highlights that are unreal. Well, and we we both said that Keon was lost, and I said that Thorne was... Look, I look, it looks like I'm right. Two Again. sides of the the sword there. Unfortunately, football is king in the South. Yeah. And, and you know what? what good. Happened. I I was mad at Keon at first, but you know what? Good for him, man. Like yeah, he, I'm he, cheering he, for him. Yeah, especially I'm, after he posted the the, the anti-Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> he still remembers where it came from. That's all I need to know. Um, and I I really do understand a kid from Baton Rouge having to. Like being thrown into East Lansing, it's like going to a different world. Yeah. So, um, honestly, I get it. Uh, listen, one of the big question marks quarterback. MSU's quarterback just got Offensive Player of the Week. That, and if you are a Noah Kim hater, you have to admit that that's good. I, I was not, I, that's, he's not the guy that I wanted to start, but I'll admit he has looked, he looked damn You and good I said multiple week. times, we just want. I want a guy who's winning good. games. That's all I want. Period. If he beats Washington, I might as well forget who Kaden Hauser is. Yep. Because then I don't need to know anything else. Yep. Um, 
<clears throat> That's a big if. So one of the big question marks, Noah Cam. I'm thinking he's looking decent. And now we're going to really see. How does he go against this big defensive line? How does he compete, um, you know, under the pressure? This is – the place is going to be rocking, you know. Um, it's going to be wild. Ryan's going to drink enough for the whole crowd. <laughs> um, and – By the way, I've been a Thunderstruck hater. Dude, you got to play Thunderstruck to start this game. First game, you're selling beer. You got Mark back. I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I, I've, I was a big Thunderstruck hater then. Bring it back this week. Do it. That would be fun for Mark. I almost wish we had tickets, to be honest. Um, anyway, one of the other big questions, defense. Guess what? I'm, I for, Forgive me if this is wrong, but the broadcast said it. The least yardage in the Mel Tucker era. It probably was because I think they held him under 200 yards. Didn't yeah. Um, and now there's people who are saying it's Richmond. Yes, you're right. But would you rather they didn't have the least yardage against in the Mel Tucker era right before this game or did, Ryan? Right. Uh, I'm going to say I'd much rather they, yes. So uh, what else is there to talk about? Um, I don't know if it's just been these first two Team slash quarterbacks, is the secondary good? I don't know yet. That we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot about that this week, man. What's I, the guy? What's their wide receiver? M- McGillen or uh, uh, McMillan? McMillan. I you know the highlights I've seen. This guy is a dude. I, I don't know how they're gonna stop him. I swear to God, man! If Jeremy Bernard catches a touchdown this game, I'm gonna lose my shit. Now I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> of course, something like that would happen. It's all. It's always the way you draw it up. But uh, I've seen a little bit of Washington. We could talk Washington unless you want to touch on anything else from Richmond. I think, you know, obviously Richmond's not a very good football team, but it was nice. The defensive line is really good. Like, they, I think they had like six or seven sacks. Yeah, and Um, what, five the the game before, lots of tackles for loss. If you really want to beat Washington, you got to get to the QB. Because if you you let him stand there, there's nobody who's going to guard that McMillan. Is it yeah, McMillan? It's, it's, I feel it's like Jalen McMillan. Okay, you're right. That guy is way too – that's an NFL wide receiver. He's a very good player. And Michael Penix is playing like an NFL quarterback. You can't let those two jam all day. They have to – you have to disrupt them. And I feel like we were hoping Brandon Jordan era. Um, we've got some new guys on the, the team. Uh, Windman. We should talk about Windman. Um, we were hoping that these guys are going to be nasty. They really did not get to the quarterback last year at all. Let's. Am I yeah, wrong? You're absolutely pretty much. Right. And a lot of that. A lot of that was due to injury. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I threw out Brandon Jordan because mm-hmm. we were excited. Right. Um. Maybe we're seeing it now. He's worked for. He worked. Was it two seasons or one? One. One season. He worked with these guys. Maybe they are advancing. Who knows? Um. But all of a sudden, they can actually get to the um, quarterback. That front line. The defensive front for Michigan State. It's, it looks really good. There's some big boys on that dude. Line. Uh, the the A and M transfer is a huge dude, man. Like he, I think he had two sacks. He is. He looks like he's. What's his name? Hell. I can I'm gonna botch his name. Adelaide. I, Tumnus Adelaide. I think is how you say. It. I'm gonna. I totally botched his name, but he's dude. He's gonna be a good player. Um, he he really popped out to me. Okay, I'm gonna. Oh, Adelaide. Yeah, yeah he 52. was. Oh, he's eating. Yeah. Now that's against Richmond. Let's talk about Jacoby Winman. What is the latest on him? I mean, he's, I mean, he's a really good football player. What do, oh, he did he get hurt? 
Are you serious? I, I honestly, I have not rewatched you the game. You were at the game. I was at the game. Jacoby Winman left the game. That's, I mean, I would assume that he'll, I, did, I would assume it was precautionary that they held him out, right? I mean, like, people are afraid it's a torn peck, which would be very bad. Um, we need to, maybe um, we should look that up right now. I'm going to do it on my computer just to see, but um, that would be a big loss, yes? That would be a big deal, yeah, that's not good. Who's, who's replacing him? Probably Jordan Hall. J- Jordan Hall played a lot. I think they, I, I, he's, he also played well. Yeah, he's going to be, dude, I... Please, I am begging you, do not hit the portal. Please stay. Please, um, he's going to be so good. I'll look up here in a second. And also, a big name we should definitely... So, injuries are already happening. If J- Jalen Berger got hurt. He was. I saw him in street clothes in the second half. Yeah, he had a boot on. Um, that doesn't mean he's not playing, yeah, but... Not a very good sign. No, because we saw what... After those two looked like on MSU's roster, um, the fourth and fifth string running backs both fumbled, and that was really the only reason that Richmond scored. Which you know might it might look like they were they basically didn't do anything. I, One was a fumble. Six. I think Jaron Mangum will play this weekend, so they should have him. He's usually the short down guy, um, but he'll probably get some snaps. Regardless, I want to see a lot of Nathan Carter, man. He is – he looks really, really good. Um, Oh, yeah, Peck. Oh, that's not a good sign. Uh, we um, don't – the latest on Jacoby Winman is um, undetermined. We're not sure if he'll play. So, not great, but um, hopefully it's not a season It's a finish. good thing – the linebackers that they have are pretty deep. I mean, it's obviously Woodman is a great player, and that is a huge loss. But if he can't play, but I, I like it's going to be rough for Jordan. Obviously, he's a true freshman, but um, and Washington's a different animal. But I have liked a lot of what I've seen out of Jordan Hall this season. He's good, fair, very, and it's also we should mention this. It's at Spartan Stadium. This place. I mean, it's got a home advantage. Yeah. There's no question. And, uh, dude, Spartan Stadium for big games. Not many places can beat it in the country. So yeah, it's... and I I feel in my bones that this community is going to show up. Oh, it's, show th- th- there's not going to be an empty seat in that stadium on yeah. Saturday. And, you know, some of these old Boomer fans, they're probably like, Hey, get Mark's back! Mark's yeah. back! Let's no, go! <laughs> so, you know... I don't think there's any like, oh, I'm done with this being a fan. I mean, there's, honestly, I've seen like, uh, I'm sure I've seen a couple of tweets, but like those people probably didn't even go to the games. So, and I, I mean, honestly, I was probably not. I was thinking about not going if Tuck was coaching this weekend. Well, that would have been <laughs> that would have been a disaster. I mean, I don't know how they could have ever <laughs> going into a been, game like that. Would that would have been a disaster. It's unfathomable. Um, okay. So let's talk about Washington. I know we already kind of have um, 16-point spread. Now, I, I'll tell you what. Sometimes I think of the lines in my head, what I'm thinking. When I saw 16, I was like, what? Now, I know they're really good, and they've been scoring at will. They've been scoring at will against lesser opponents than MSU. They're not coming into a different time zone to play in a raucous environment. They've been in their cushy little, you know, um, home stadium. And honestly, both games I've watched, 
They started a little bit slow. Yeah, the Boise State game. I did not watch the Tulsa game. I watched the Boise State game. We they started slow, but the game is four quarters, and right. they blew them out. And, that's and, and if they get off to a slow start, you, you get the crowd into the game. It's, I mean, then you got exactly. belief. I mean, exactly. it's it's totally different. Animal. But the problem with Washington is they are just an absolute quick strike machine. Yep. They're, they're putting seven on you, and no, you're just like, what? Well, I just went to the bathroom. Um and so, you know, that could hush up a, qu- a crowd pretty quickly. Um, and also, I don't know who's going to be able to stop this McMillan guy. Like, I is, really like D- Dylan Tatum, but he is a young player. I think that he's – he, I really hope they don't put Brantley on him. I, I, all it's going to take is one little slip and McMillan's, you know, off to the races and, and just a – Ocean of space, and he's gonna find him. Um, I almost would bet. I would. I would say if you could find a prop, where like Penix is throwing like a over fifty yard touchdown pass to Somewhat. to McMillan, that's probably, probably gonna a happen. solid bet. Yeah. Um, and if you lose, that's probably good for MSU. If you don't win that bet, yeah, true. Um, so let's keep that in mind. Anyway, back to the bet. Sixteen. There. They're giving MSU very little credit here. It's a home game. So that means that they think they're like 20-point favorites. MSU is a – it's really hard to make a line for MSU, I feel, because like, they're so unknown. Like, you really don't know a ton about this team based on the first two games. Also, the teams that they, like, kind of dominated, like, on the defensive end of the ball, that probably makes those teams look pretty bad metric-wise. So they're like, oh, those teams suck. Yeah. But maybe MSU is really I good mean, defensively. Central is not <laughs> good. They want they beat an FCS team on a walk off field goal last week. But I get your point. I get but they, uh, this is important for me. Yeah, maybe the offense started slow. They have a new quarterback. Um, offensive line that's kind of a bit of a mess. Um, but Nathan Carter, he looks really he's good. Dude, he's he's not canine, but man, he looks like he could start at most pro- teams. Probably going to be an NFL back. He looks like he could start on like all like, of the big like, teams. I'm not saying he's going to be like a. Top two round pick like Kenneth was, but he's probably going to be an NFL player. And then, if you take into account um, last year, we've talked about it. The first two games, I truly believe that we were kind of purposely missing the fact that MSU wasn't very good on defense. We're like, well, yeah, they moved the ball. Western had like 20 first downs, okay? It was like, oh my God, we can't stop these guys. We can't stop Western. Third down. Oh, gets it. Third down. Okay. Do you remember last year? Yes. We couldn't stop anyone no. on third down ever. Not even the teams that suck. They, they, they didn't, I don't think they allowed a single third down. They, they might have allowed one. I think they, as I was, me and Mitch were looking at the scoreboard and we're like, oh, they, they it was zero one, first it down. It was one in garbage time. Okay. So the team wasn't even really out there. Um, and it was after the fumble. They went for it on third and one. Oh, and that's right. Scored yeah. the touchdown. Yep, yep, yep. So here's a stat MSU this season, their opponents. Which are Central and Richmond, four out of twenty-seven attempts converting on third down. So the defense, albeit against weak opponents, they are getting off the field. I mean that. I mean at the very least, this is different. Right. At the very least, this is not last year's team. Now, that you know that Washington offense is high-powered, man. It's gonna be tough, dude. Because like, it's not. You know, that first half, I could see MSU playing really well and, 
you know, the vibes are great. Like, they're a four-quarter team, Washington. You know, they can score like that. Third and fourth legs get tired. That McMillan dude is just unguardable. I'm telling you, if he gets time, Michael Penix, he's going to find this guy because no one can guard him. It's a good thing we have some pretty damn. I feel like we have some pretty damn good edge rushers. Zion, Zion Young looks like his another guy. Looks if really they don't, damn good. if they don't get to the quarterback, this is a wrap. Yeah, I agree. Now there's no. They have zero. If they chance. are getting zero pressure first half. I doubt they get the pressure in the second yeah, half. I mean, maybe, over. maybe because they're in better shape, and you know there is that travel. But this is going in the travels in in favor of Washington. It's going to be early for them, not late. Sure. So, you know, it's kind of like an afternoon, whatever. It's like a two o'clock game for them. Yeah, I haven't looked up stats about teams from the West coming east, but. Um, the, the, the what teams that go to the West Coast always struggle in the big time. Yeah, and it makes sense, honestly. Um, okay, so do you have like any like breakdowns for Washington, or you're just kind of because of Mel Tucker? It's like, dude, what? I honestly have not had time. Like, I I've just been so into this Tucker yeah. stuff. I I I just have not had the time to yeah. Well, give, give a decent breakdown. Like, I, obviously, yeah. that they're good players, like Penix and. McMillan, those are the two like really good dudes. They can, I mean, I I think if MSU is operating though, they can score on, on. Uh, they should be yes, Washington. they should. I think that they'll put points up. Um, it comes down to can they stop? I am kind of worried about Spencer Brown though, because he committed some really stupid penalties in the last game. Like, and if, I don't know, man. Like what? Uh, he had a couple. He had like two straight holding calls on. Yeah, and I think one was to negate or no. Well, was it was, he in, the it, one was in the, it was on the same drive. He got called for he, two holding calls. Was he the one that negated the touchdown? Cuz I think, I saw I think that so. I, yes, yes. He it, got beaten really bad. Yeah, he's like he is that worries me. He he's one one guy on the offensive line. I'm like, eh. did Vandermark come back in the game? I I know he oh, got helped question. helped off. I can't remember if he came back no, in though. No, you're right. I never saw What's his first name? Gino. They probably don't have an uh, if they don't have an update on him, that's good. Yeah, that means maybe he's he, pro- did. he probably came back in. Yeah, maybe he did. Okay. Um What do you think? Do you think do you think sixteen's crazy? Or do you think I think it's a little bit high. Uh, I would have I like t- like ten ten to twelve would have been so yeah. So my natural feeling when I like think something's high, well, you should bet. I'm betting. I I'm, I would put money on MSU to, to cover. cover. Yeah. Three and zero against or two and zero against the spread. Um, on like big a, on big spread. On, well, fourteen and a half ain't that big, but thirty twenty nine and a half is a pretty big spread. I get, I get Richmond's not good, but still. Yeah, well, it could have been. They could have. They could have covered even more. If they they, yeah. they took they took dudes out of the game. Well, and the the fumbles like right, I, like. They they should have had a goose egg. I really wanted them yeah, I because I felt like it was going to be an. Early they deserve. They deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, do you think that Washington's going to win? Yeah, I do. Now you. I, I said before the season we were going to win this game, and then last I, week you said you still think that we're going to beat Washington, I, and I, now I, you it's don't. so hard for me to know what's going to happen. Like, there's. With the coaching stuff, man, like you just don't know. It's it's so hard for me to say, like, yeah, we're gonna win this game. Like, 
there's just so much outside stuff. And maybe that I'm sure they're blocking it. They're trying their best to block it out, but it's got to be so hard for them to focus right now. Like, you might be right. I mean, but a lot of these kids, they have pro aspirations. Right. They're in season. Right. These kids got something to play for, like, for real. And, um,. I do think that it's very possible that some of them are like, what the hell, and maybe take their foot off the gas. I, I, it sounds like a lot of these dudes are pretty excited, so, <laughs> I, from what I've seen. So, I mean, obviously you don't want your coach to get fired, but... But the, I think they're playing well, so why wouldn't, you right. know... They, t- Tucker keep, wasn't keep, out there on the field. Right, them. keep keep doing what you were doing. Like, yeah. And, and everybody is going to support these dudes. Like, they, that is going to be one of the loudest. It's going to be the one of the loudest games in Spartans. All the Michigan game, obviously, a couple of years ago, but hopefully, well, yeah, unless we're getting hammered. Right. It, if this is a close game, this is going to be one of the loudest games in a long time in Spartan Stadium. Hmm. So, um, I, I I'm a super. I I can't wait to cheer these guys on, man. They deserve they deserve everybody's support. Um, um anything else you want to add about Washington? No, I mean, I wish I could have had, you know, time to really, you know, go into a deep dive on them. But it's just, with everything going on, it was like, like that was like one of the last things on my mind. So. Fair enough. Um, no, I mean, we're we're recording a little earlier than usual. Well, we had, we didn't really, we had to. Yesterday, there was no way you were going to go deep dive into Washington. Like, yesterday was not about Washington. I don't, I don't know if you were up when that news broke. I actually was, and I was just about to go to bed, and then I saw I could it, not fall asleep. And I was like, really? And then I just kind of put my phone away, like, I need to forget that I just saw that. <laughs> um, it was like, I'll deal with this in the morning. Yeah, I decided to stay down the rabbit hole and, <laughs> and stay, I think I was up to like four in the morning. Uh, yeah, I... I <laughs> I figuratively cut my losses there. Um, needed some some Z's. Um, all right, let's switch gears real quick. Is there any football other related things MSU football you want to talk about? No, I just want I just want everybody to support this team, man. Please, like they didn't do anything wrong. These guys deserve one hundred percent of our support. Uh, if you're going to the game, be loud. Let's let's get a W on Saturday. There's everything to play for. Yep. I mean. I, I don't want to sound crazy, but Ohio State looks mortal. Oh, they're they're probably gonna kick our ass, but <laughs> it's later in the season they get a chance. They'll to... probably kill us. Hey, I don't think that you know. We hey, were... Mark's back. Who knows? <laughs> he he knew something about Ohio State. Yeah. No, I mean honestly, he knew some trick to beat Meyer and that no one else knew, and so maybe, but. I'm just saying, they look a little more mortal than usual. I do agree with that. Um, honestly, if you're just going on this first two weeks, Penn State looks like the best team. I agree with that. They they look very, very good. Drew Aller is a very, oh, very good QB. I almost forgot to talk about something. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad I remembered. Hey, did I call it? The kicking game looks pretty deep. Oh, yeah, dude. I was going crazy. That happened like where my seats were. Like, oh, I'm really? in the corner end zone. I was, dude, me and Lucas were going freaking nuts. I, I we saw that thing bounce. Oh, my God, it felt so good. He hit it clean again. Yep. yep. That was a 52-yard field goal, But too. he has, like, no bend on his kick. And I think this matters. I know that, like, I'm just body uh, language scientist right now, but 
Um, when he steps up, there looks to be zero nerve in him in any which way. Like he's just like, ah, I can do this. Honestly, it kind of feels like he's kind of given a middle finger to UNC who wouldn't let him kick. By the way, they had a guy miss a chip shot field yeah. goal <laughs> to win the game on. They do. They wound up I winning. Think, but. I think there is a little bit of like, like let me show you. Now, that all being said, looks like he's got a leg. Two for two. Um, this could be a difference this season. If you're in close games, you need a good kicker. And, uh, you know, he's so far passing the test. So, at, I mean, it's such a relief to have a guy where you go in there and you're like, you know what, I think we got a shot to actually make this kick. Now, like, this has been low stakes-ish. Let's see. Right. Crunch time. Um, but I'm going to be watching that body language. And if it changes at any point, I'm going to make it known. But right now, um, looks like MSU has got a kicker. It's definitely not going to be rotating to another guy for the, you know, unless he starts really bombing. But um, let's switch gears. Let's talk basketball. Now, I, I know I said it was grind week two weeks ago, but it actually just happened. Um, lots of good footage on the MSU basketball account. Um, lots of good nuggets if you're a junkie like myself. I would point out a few things. Um, they that a couple of interviews with uh Izzo have gone on to the Twitter web, and you know, he's kind of answering about some of the players. Um, he's kind of saying the normal stuff. I think my players, everyone got better, he said, could say that any season. Um, he thinks that everyone looks good, he's obviously enjoying himself having the likes of Draymond, Gary Harris. Miles Bridges was Hey, you you can't you can't discount our boy here. He was there. Friend of the podcast. Ayani was there. <laughs> um I mean a lot of really big names though. Um uh Kalen Lucas had a video they posted. He said that Kalen Lucas was going at Tyson Walker pretty good. I bet you that would have been Man, I can't believe Kalen Lucas is like thirty five, man. <laughs> well, I mean you don't want to hear my age, so um it's I mean, I would have paid. I would pay money to see the the footage. Oh hell yeah! Like Kalen going at Tyson Walker. Um, I think Jason Richardson was there. I doubt he, he was. He playing. was. He was definitely there because Jace was there. Yeah, obviously yeah. Jace was well, there. I, uh, Jason was there because I I yeah. have a buddy that ran into him and he got a picture with him, so he got was there. there. Um, and uh, you know Mateen, of course, he's local. He was there. Um, also Trey McKenney was on campus. Not only Jace Richardson. Trey McKenney from Flint. That Jordan Scott kid, I think, was on campus too. I can't confirm that off the top of my head, but I mean, if they were ever going to bring in recruits that they want, this is the weekend. Yeah. Um, especially for a kid like McKenney who's from Flint. I, I tweeted this out, but if you're a recruit and you're seriously considering MSU and you go to this grind week weekend and you come away not certain, I just don't think maybe you are. Like, maybe you just aren't fit to be a Spartan. Like, because. Like, what else do you need to see? Right. If you're not sure still, maybe it just isn't for you. I feel and like... And that's okay. Exactly. That's the best... That's the most important part. That is fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Some kids, they really weren't, you know, made to be a player under Tom Izzo's program. Because there's not a right... It's not like if you play for Izzo, you're right. There's no right or wrong. Some guys are good fits, some aren't. That's it. Now... Maybe it's not that simple. Maybe he loves it, but there's other factors at play. Sure. Um, but I just feel like some of the times we talked 
you know, we talked to Gehrig. Um, you hear some of the interviews. Some of these kids, like the second they get there, they're like, yes, this is it. This is clearly where I'm I had to go. my friend, Sparty Mike, who I'm sure most people know, uh, went to the, they had a signing. Uh, his buddy does a bunch of signings with MSU players, and he was talking to Gary, and he he is super excited about this season and obviously the future. So uh, we're going to try to get him on again at some point. Oh, yeah. I, I talked to him at Moneyball, and he said he'd come on again, so we'll try to get him on. Yeah, we got to get in early for they really start. Right. But um so I say all of this. There's <laughs> I know I'm really I've got an agenda here and I'm kind of seeing what I want to see and hearing what I want to hear. But I'm also a junkie and every player on MSU basketball matters to me. Every single one, except for if I'm being fair, the walk-ons like they don't. They're not supposed to play. Right. So I'm not investing a ton. I mean, of I'll root for them, but of course. I mean, Barry Sanders' kid on yeah. this on the team. Tom Izzo. Tom Izzo's kids on the team. That's cool. Yeah, That's awesome. Awesome stuff. But like, they're never gonna really Steve play Smith's meaningful. kid. Steve Smith's kid is on the Davis team. Davis comes in, and yep. he has actually played a couple of meaningful minutes in his career, which yep. is interesting. But um, the truth is, is I feel like this couldn't be. A, he can't be making it more obvious. Tom Izzo absolutely loves Cohen Carr. There's no other freshman that he's been talking about like this. None. I'm sure he's made, said good things about all of them. He said that so, most of the time when you get a recruit, you see these highlights, you see the one game, you probably go and scout, and you're like, this guy's awesome. You don't really see a lot of the bad until they get to Big Ten and they show their weaknesses. Um, and he basically said most of the time a kid you get, you're getting less than what you think. But with Cohen Carr... And he kind of like emphasized it with some face body language. He's like, we got more than what we expected. Um, he said he was a better dunker than Jason Richardson, oh Shannon gosh. Brown, and Miles Bridges. That is wild. And Brandon Dawson. He said, he said, I think this guy's got another level. That's crazy. Miles Bridges posted Cohen Carr on his Instagram from tra- um, just from a practice. And I want to say this. Yeah, this guy probably catches a guy like Miles' eye, you know, a player after his heart who's throwing down. But I don't think you're just getting an average person getting Miles to take his phone out and put you on his Instagram story. Right. Like, I agree. He was probably watching it and was like, dang, this kid is flying around. This is wild. No, they had a video of Draymond uh, in him. Yeah, too. basically, I think what is happening is they have a drill where they make them shoot from like all of the art, like the the points of the um, arc, and if they you know hit a certain number in a row, you know they clear the cycle around the world or something, then like you win in quotes, and then he kind of finished with the between the legs dunk, and everyone they put it on the MSU account. I'm sure you guys saw it, but. Kind of cool and fun to see the former players with the current players and everyone's kind of hyping up. You kind of see, like, the smile on Cohen's face. Like, he's starting to really feel this. Like, he was a kid from Georgia, like, Mm -hmm. two months ago. He's starting to become a Spartan. And you can kind of feel that he gets it. Um, Not to take away from any of the other players because I've actually come around on, uh, like, not that I was down... On Xavier Booker. On Booker. But I went down from originally. I saw him at Moneyball. I, he, there's not a lot to see there, especially if he's not really trying. But um, 
you know, there's some things that he brings that are that MSU just doesn't ha- hasn't had, and I think that he's going to be very good. But Cohen Carr, um, Izzo said it. He said it multiple times in like two different interviews. He's saying not only is he an incredible athlete, he's six six two twenty. Like none of those other guys came in as a freshman six six two twenty. I feel like a lot of people watch these athletes and they go. Oh, that's what Big Ten athletes look like. Do you understand this is just a human being that has been working on their body? And some of these guys that are jacked, it's because they want they wanted to get there. They have pro-athlete bodies. Me and Ryan probably couldn't even get to a Cohen Carr status body. Um, he, is, he is built like a man. And he's 18 years old. Flying through the air. Um, one of the best parts about all the things that he said... And again, he's like waxing poetic about Cohen Carr, a freshman. When does he ever do this? Like five stars that come in. There's two five stars on the team. He's not talking about them right now. Um, the thing that made me the most excited, he said that Cohen Carr is an incredibly hard worker. Now, I'm sure a lot of the guys on the roster are incredibly hard workers, but you know what actually wins playing time for Izzo? Working hard, putting in like that. When all of the people leave the gym, you're saying later to get shots up. That's the kind of stuff that he sees and he goes, puts it in his little mental cabinet and goes, you know, he's earned one notch up on my board um, in terms of getting time. All of the things he's saying, there's now no doubt about it. Um, Cohen Card's going to be playing. Um, he mentioned that there's a lot of guys there and – People are going to have to wait their turns. But I think he was kind of implying some of these veterans are going to have to sit on the bench while some of these kids come in because they're special. Cohen Carr is going to bring Spartan Dog to this MSU team this year. Um, I think it's just a ticking clock before he really breaks through. and is, If he's not starting, he's playing starter minutes. Because I'm, I just see it in my head, he's going to prove that he's that valuable. Rebounding. Finishing off plays. Um, he's probably going to add a, a much-needed defensive aspect. And the way he's talking about it, man, um, if this is one of the guys that was on the, you know, you're talking about excited for Jeremy Fears and Xavier Booker, and you just also happen to have Cohen Carr, who I think he's going to be the most impactful of the group this season, that's that's pretty good to add to the nucleus that they already had. Um <clears throat> they don't have the hardest non-con. They do play some pretty good teams. I, um, you know, of all the years for, to not be battle-tested in the non-con, I think this one is fair because most of the players on the team has gone through the gauntlet over and over. Now, they get to kind of ease into a season. Um, they are going to have some big expectations, but... I think they've all their expectations they've set on themselves. Like they haven't gotten a lot of love in terms of the AP poll while AJ Hogard has been on the team at MSU basketball. Do you think he really cares about that that much anymore? No, I don't not. think so. Um I think that all the expectations, the heaviest ones are going to be their own. They probably want to make a mark in the Big 10. They probably want to hang a Big 10 banner. Um and I'm damn certain they want to make it past the Sweet 16. So while all this is, all this football stuff is happening, 
Tom Izzo's just cooking over there. He was on the sidelines. Um, you know, he's got all the alums coming in. He's probably going to, like, secure a couple more star recruits. If you get this recruiting class followed by another studded recruiting class, you're working, you're cooking with gas. Yep. And it's Tom Izzo. The guy knows how to win some championships. Give him some talent. I think he's going to go on and do that. I think it's pretty much that simple. He has more than enough data to prove that. Um, and, and if anything, if it, if it doesn't happen this year, no banners. This is just an anomaly. I mean, I'm not saying an anomaly as in they never are bad. I'm saying like in this amount of time that is gone, um, what is it? Three seasons now without yeah. a banner? No. Three. Without a banner? Four. No, this no. Will be, this will be year four because it was 2020. They hung on. Yeah, and this will be 24. This season's 20. Yeah, you're right. So if they go, this would be four seasons without a banner. That's a lot yeah. in Tom Izzo time. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, I think let's, it's only went past five. I think it's only went past five. Oh, I don't think it's ever went past four. Maybe. I don't know. Because they, 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 there was only one senior class that didn't never made a Final Four. Yeah, so, it was Appling and, and Payne. Did they, they hung a banner, though. Yeah, they did. So, so it's probably four is probably the max. Yeah. Um, okay, let's switch to our picks. Um, Ryan, he um, a little bit more average, but he still had that amazing first week. So he's at twelve and eight. Went five and five last week. Um, I had a good week, seven and three, thirteen and seven overall. Hey man, we're both looking good. Let's let's keep riding this, Ryan. I need you to keep riding this. I got it, man. <laughs> I, I got it. Feeling um, good. Also, we're not doing bad on our made up. Uh, Prop best set we. I got the car one wrong, but I did get Noah Kim right. Yeah, Malik Carr. More to see. He did have a touchdown that was they, taken off. He should be two for two. The fact that he caught that that catch off, was like I think that catch was like right in front of me too. It was it was, it was an amazing it was a catch. nice catch. Like he did enough to you know somebody held and so it doesn't count. Right. Um. So. I I think that it should be said. He only had one reception. That's not great, but did catch the ball twice. Um, all right, Ryan, let's get it rolling. We could get out of here. Maryland, they're hosting Virginia. Maryland's 14.5 point favorite. Maryland really struggled in the first half against Charlotte, but good God, Virginia is freaking terrible. Uh, they, I, it's either them or Northwestern or some of the worst Power 5 teams in the country, but I'm going to pick Maryland here. 14.5. I, I, I know the half point's kind of... You know, but I'm taking Maryland. I'm going to just stick with my gut and go with the number, but I don't feel good about this one. So would not put money on this in real life. Right. Um, Michigan State hosting Washington. The home team is giving sixteen points. I think MSU covers the spread. I agree. We talked about that one quite a bit. Um. 16 is a big number. Yeah, it's very big. That's like if Ohio State was coming to town, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. But Washington, they're not they're Ohio very, State. Very good team. Yeah. I, they yeah, they don't have the talent. I think the, the talent level, if you look at the talents, they're pretty even on like recruiting rankings. I think they, uh, Washington has only one more four-star than MSU does on their roster. Hmm. So. Well, that's a good nugget. Um, Illinois hosting Penn State. Penn State's 14 
point favorites on the road. I dude, I I've kind of fallen in love with this Penn State team, which is crazy because I'm not a James Franklin dude. Give me Penn State. Oh, it's dude, it's week three. They're gonna murder them. Yeah. This is easy. I should be betting on Penn State in real life. Yeah. Why? We always bet on them, and like we always pick them. They usually do really well. The first half of the season, bet on James Franklin to yeah. cover the spread. Just do it every game. You're probably gonna be above five hundred. Um. IU, uh, Hoosiers hosting Louisville. Louisville nine and a half point favorites on the road. Oh, actually, this is in, in Indy. It's technically neutral. I don't really know if they're gonna get much of their own fans to show up to a neutral. I kind of like IU here, man, because of the the. It's yeah, it's under ten. I, Taven Jackson. I know they were playing Indiana State. I like him. He's a good quarterback. I'm going to pick Indiana. By the way, that's Trace Jackson, Davis's brother. is Indiana's quarterback. Fun nugget there. I'm going to go with you on that. Don't really know what else to say about that. Wisconsin, 19-point favorites, hosting Georgia Southern. What do you think? I'm going to pick Wisconsin here. I think they have a bounce back week after last week's disappointing loss on the road at Washington <laughs> State. They've been very disappointing. They have. And you're going to have them cover 20? I think they can cover 20 points here. I'm going to go against it just based on, I think they might be 0-2 against the spread. They lost to who? Uh, Washington State this past week. Oh, well, Washington State's power. Yeah. I'm still going to say just cover Georgia Southern, whatever. Um, North Carolina hosting Minnesota. North Carolina seven and a half. Dude, I'm not sold on this Minnesota team at all. And Drake May is a hell of a court. Give me UNC here. I think I'm gonna bet on this. Room. Totally agree. Easy, except it's seven and a half. Don't love that. That's the one thing I don't like. But it's under ten, so like point five is like might not even matter if we're talking under ten. Um. Duke. Uh. Is Duke hosting? I guess so. They are hosting. Duke hosting Northwestern. 18.5 point favorites are the Blue Devils, right? Give me the Blue Devils. They've looked good. They have looked very good. They I mean, beat, they, beat they Clemson. destroyed Clemson. They didn't just beat them. They kicked the shit yeah, out. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you and just say, prove me otherwise. Um, By the way, Mike Elko, guy to keep an eye on. Duke head coach. Now that MSU has. Yep. They might be in the market. Um, Iowa hosting Western Michigan. Iowa's 28-and-a-half-point favorite. Iowa even going to score 28 points? That's what I'm saying. Exactly. They're going to win, but are they going to cover 28-and-a-half Iowa? I don't know. Rutgers, looking good. Hosting Vatek, who just lost to um, Purdue. Purdue. At home. At home. And Rutgers just look good. Give me uh, the Scarlet Knights here. I, I, Kind of set got you the, up. You got the half point there. Give, yeah. me, give me the Scarlet Knights. I totally agree. Um... Ohio State hosting Western Kentucky. Ohio State's 20. Give me OSU. Just 27 and a half point favorites. They haven't looked good. They haven't looked good, but I think they, they destroy. I think they destroy Western Kentucky. I'm going to take the, the number here. Um, and listen, I don't want Ohio State to be good, but I don't want them to look like they're not going to beat Michigan. Exactly. <laughs> so um, I want them to prove me otherwise. Okay, Nebraska. 11-point favorites over Rocky Lombardi and the Northern Illinois Huskies. Huskies. Uh, what do you think? Lock of the week, baby. I'm riding with Rocky again. Let's go. Um, Nebraska has not been good. But 
Man, that quarterback has been killing them. Their defense is really good. Yeah. Nebraska's defense is really good. I, dude, Jeff Sims cannot throw a football. I mean, if I were the – I know that Colorado ended up kind of running them. But the defense is like, dude, what? Like, you guys yeah, – They're not helping them out You're at killing all. me. Yeah, it's like Michigan State in 2018. I'm going to go with Nebraska. I bet you that the this is a home game. I bet you that Nebraska defense has an absolute field day. By the way, NIU already beat a Power 5 team. Just saying. You might get me on this one. Um, Michigan bringing the powerhouse Bowling Green team from that's probably like an hour and a half from Ann Arbor. Um, Forty point favorites. I'm not. I, I'm not picking Michigan again. There's no way I, I, they haven't covered it in the first two weeks. Give me Bowling Green. They suck, but I think they can cover forty. Actually, I might. I might go the other way on this one. If they're giving them 40, that means Bowling Green must be really, really So are the other two teams Michigan's played and they haven't covered? Though, that's the thing, man. Hmm. Yeah, it's a huge... I, I that can't, is a massive I can't, line. I can't go minus 40. That's, that's way too big. If it's Michigan. I mean, maybe we're talking Alabama or Georgia. Not even Bama this year. They, all, they suck. They, yeah, but well, like, they don't suck. Usually. But, yeah. I mean, as a little pause... Who are we kidding? Georgia's going to win the championship again. Yeah. Unpause. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with Bowling Green, I guess. Um, oh, I put this twice. Maybe I messed up. You probably did. Purdue, Syracuse, two and a half point favorites are the orange. Purdue's the home team here, I'm pretty sure. Give me, give me Purdue. Yeah, that's weird. I'm going to take them, too. I don't know, like, anything about Syracuse, but... Uh, might have missed a game. I'm scanning through to see if I'm there's a team I don't see, but... I think we got it all. Yeah, this is just a mistake. All right. Um, hey, if you're tailing us this year, you're winning. Yeah. Um, so, I guess I shouldn't say any more, because I might jinx it. Uh, all right, Ryan. Tumultuous week. Crazy. Really, I mean... really sucks. I mean, I, didn't, I wanted the guy to succeed. I, I Nobody was rooting for him harder than me, and I just feel so... like, but I feel betrayed. That, like, in a way. Kind of. You know? It sucks. It, it is tough, because then all of the losers who run their mouth have a bunch of ammo, and this is going to be a frustrating week. But honestly... Uh, a big Wisconsin. Uh, sorry, a big Washington win would do a whole world of good. Oh, toward- the vibes would be immaculate if they win this. We game. would just be like, "Yeah, Mel Tucker's gone." Cool. <laughs> um, do you want to get your jokes out, or is your coach still cheating? <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, yeah, if MSU, oh, man, I I really I wouldn't say I need an MSU win for uh, the vibes, but it would really help. Like a hundred percent. I mean, you don't even have – that goes without saying. MSU, I think – I think they can win this game. What do I think will happen? I think that Washington will win. I do too. I think it will be a close game for four quarters. That would be great. And it would be like, oh, you know, we almost had it. Which sucks. But, but you know, if they can contain um, that guy and it doesn't get, like, you know, to the point where they're just kind of scoring at will – 
Um, I think this will be a close. I think Mark being on staff kind of helps with Penix preparation because he's coached against him before. So I mean, they didn't really contain him that game, but fair point. Um, We'll see. I'll my opinion. Be watching that line, that defensive line, in the the first time that they come out. If If they're they're getting any pressure, they're you. We have a hope. Yeah. If they're not, it's over. over. (laughs) It's quite. It's quite over. I love Dylan Tatum, but you can't ask him to cover. Those wide receivers for five seconds every play. So, unfortunately, no. All right, Ryan. I will see you there on tailgate. I'm gonna be extremely sober. So will you? <laughs> oh, so I am too. Yeah. Um, we're gonna be totally responsible, and cheer at a very adequate rate for our Spartans. And um, you know, obviously, this week sucked. We know that, but we are a fan of the sports team. And Mel Tucker is no longer a part of that sports team. I root for Michigan State. I don't root for the coach. And guess what? Mark D is back. And you know what? I work with a, uh, one of my coworkers is a PSU alum. I, I opened up his message this morning. He had said on Friday to me, um, man, I really liked Mark D'Antonio. That guy was a legend. Pretty much everybody... Likes Mark besides that, besides a certain group of people. He said that on Friday. Yeah. So when I opened up and saw that this morning, I was like, wow, what a weird coincidence. This is weird. Yeah. Um I'm I'm feeling as good as I think you could you could feel. I feel as Given good as he could. Yeah, I feel as good as he could after uh, your coach decides to do some dumb shit yeah. and get fired over it. Could be could things could be a hell of a lot worse. They man. could be they could be worse. You're right. All right, Ryan. We will talk after this game. Hopefully there is some good vibes. And um, I guess that will leave it there. Go green. Go white. Dylan up ahead. Winston. No one near him. And he's going to come out with it. And Michigan.